The fastest goals. The experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It finished in the sunshine at Ibrox Rangers 3 Celtic 0 No significance in terms of the title race But finally the Rangers fans have something to shout about In this fixture We do have 5 Premiership games at 3 o'clock today as well So an extremely busy afternoon in store um, But let's try and for this section of the show We'll clearly get back to it And we'll take calls later and all the rest of it Round off your thoughts Hugh Keevans for now um, On a win for Michael Beale's side uh, First of all Credit to Michael Beale He was the man With uh, the pressure On his shoulders His team played Exceptionally well In Cantwell He has a star uh, In Raskin He has dependability In Suter He has Someone who was a talent To begin with But is now going to Show it In a Rangers jersey And in McCrory He has a goalkeeper Worthy of the name uh, They did well 3 nothing Did not flatter them could have been more uh, And it was noticeable that Morelos did not go off the bench I think that signifies That one chapter has closed For people At Ibrox Including Morelos And a new chapter Is being written by others Like Todd Cantwell For Celtic Ange Postacoglu said he wanted to have a look at one or two things Well He's had a look And in his own mind He begins to form an idea about certain individuals Kobayashi did not play well Burnaby did not play well But having said that No one did Including the captain Who has been a model of dependability So a rank bad day for Celtic But they console themselves with the thought That they are The winners of the league And the winners of the League Cup And barring a miracle Will be the winners of the Scottish Cup And get a treble Um Rangers will rue the games that have gone before against Celtic Knocked out by them in the Via Play Cup Knocked out of the Scottish Cup by them at Hamden And deservedly so on both occasions So it's a day of reflection for Ange Postacoglu And it's a day of happiness for Michael Beale On a personal level uh, But the Rangers fans It's a day of what might have been for them Yeah I think if you're um, You know involved with Rangers As a supporter or anybody as a Player management coach You'll enjoy your day I don't think they'll get carried away with it And they shouldn't um, But it was all about getting that victory I thought In the play today Rangers were excellent All over the pitch I thought they had some real good big performers uh, Hugh touched on it there Cantwell I thought Probably the best game in a Rangers jersey. Great to see Suter back. Thought he was t- different class. Uh, McCrory and goals. Another clean sheet for him. All over the pitch. They were first to the ball. Um, as far as Celtic goes, I think Postacoglu did go there to have a look at one or two players in the big stage. Uh, you learn a lot from that. I think he'll be disappointed with the goals they lost. They created one or two chances. But you've got to say, just taking this on today's game... The better side won Yeah I'd agree with that I think Rangers certainly deserved the victory So credit to them Took the chances when they came along At good times within the game Early on Five minutes And then just ten minutes before half time And then when Celtic were on top in that second half period They sprung and jumped on a Celtic mistake To put the game to bed So 
Look, Michael Beale. I think the most interesting thing for Michael Beale is he, he he's got two players that, who are on screen at the minute: Suter and Cantwell, who were outstanding today, who are the future. But he found a system I think that worked against Celtic with two pressing. That Celtic back four has certainly worked. Yeah, I mean Fraser Wishart. We'll get to your game in a second. A very big game in its own right. What level of significance should we attach to this win for Rangers today? In the grand scheme of things, this season not much, but I think going forward quite a lot because the players that have signed last summer and then during January, young players coming in have had no success against Celtic at all this this season. So I think they now know what it means to supporters, what it means to the club and what it's like to beat Celtic and the joy that will bring to the blue side of, of, of this city. So I think there's big significance in that. So you get all the guys that will be there next year, Suter and, and uh, um, uh, you're looking at younger lads, Will Cantwell's come in and been absolutely terrific and uh, Raskin people like that as well. So they, they don't know what it's all about. Michael Beale, I think he'll look and see, yeah, I made two really good signings in January and he is openly said he will play a greater role in the, the transfer of the summer with Ross Wilson going so a bit of pressure on him but he's now going to be tested in the summer to bring in players of that calibre because that's the kind of guys that Rangers need to bring in that kind of calibre if they're going to challenge Celtic next season so all in all it often happens at the end of the season where one team that's dominant will lose the last game to, to, to the other side of the old firm but for Rangers I, I don't think they could have gone into the summer with another defeat against, against Celtic because starting next season the first old firm game it would still be in their heads and I would just that slight lack of belief in the players' heads. They now know that. They now know that they can play, they can play against Celtic and, and they know what it's like to win. Uh, uh, Roger Hanna, similar to you, these games always mean something. You look at the, the passion on show and the number of eyeballs on it. What, what, what would you take away from that result? Um, I think most Rangers supporters will agree with what Andrew McLean said at the end of the game, Gordon, and hope that this is a sign of things to come. Um, I think some will agree with you and wonder what might have been had Michael Beale picked these players sooner rather than sticking with the likes of Barisic and Kent and Morelos and Ben Davis because the guys who came in in those places today certainly shown. Um, there will be some Celtic fans, as you indicated, who will be unhappy and will express that unhappiness in the open line later on about the display and the mistakes. But I think most Celtic supporters will acknowledge that you're never going to have the same team without Johnson or Carter Vickers or Taylor or Moy or Maeda or Kyogo in the starting lineup. But I will say, I agree with Fraser, Rangers needed this. Rangers needed this result far more than Celtic needed it. Celtic can console themselves in the knowledge that they've trophy day at Celtic part of Fortnite to treble, possibly to follow a, a week after. But for Rangers, they desperately needed it. There will be players coming in. But Michael Bill will have learned a lot about a lot of the French players today. McCrory, Matondo and he'll have learned more about the two lads he signed in January, Raskin who played well and Cantwell who was exceptional Yeah, David Friel you spend all week talking about what, what it means and what can be taken away if either side win it and Rangers win it, win it emphatically how do you look back on all? Yeah, I agree with most of what's been said there, Gordon. You know, I think Rangers did need to win it I don't think Michael Beale, I don't think he would have been under pressure for his job but I think it would have been a bad look if he'd lost Again against Celtic, especially a Celtic team missing five or six guys, as Roger pointed out. I think Franz Postacoglu probably gambled slightly by going with Burnaby next to Kobayashi. I think Kobayashi is obviously very, very quick for him, very early for him. Burnaby I've never really been convinced with, Gordon. I think today he struggled. 
and I wouldn't be surprised if Celtic maybe look to strengthen in that area and also at centre half you know I think Stephen Welsh is probably going to move on this summer Moritz Jensen's already away so it leaves Carter Vickers Starfield and Kobayashi I think Celtic would look for another one in there and I'm not just talking about a squad player I would look for someone better than you know certainly Starfield and Kobayashi um, so I think that's what Ange Postecoglou will take out that game it was a, an experiment he looked at guys on the big stage in a really hostile environment and I don't think some of them stepped up to the plate Plenty more to come from Ibrox Andrew McLean's away getting the thoughts of Michael Beale Ange Postecoglou maybe even some players as well so we'll be fascinating to hear what they made of it what they take away from it we do have five huge games in the Premiership this afternoon it's an extremely busy afternoon so bear with us we're going to get team news from those games after these Scottish football's league leader this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Dust settling at Ibrox where Rangers have run out 3-0 winners against Celtic and we're going to hear from the managers a bit later on in the show of course you'll have your chance to have your say on the open line as well but it is a massive game there's an irony here it's a supply and demand thing in Glasgow we spend all week arguing how much today means when we've got five other games that really do mean a lot genuinely mean a lot about the end of the season and the league placings let's go to Paisley St Mirren Hearts is huge Gabriel Yes, it is, Gordon. Good afternoon from sunny Paisley. It's sixth place St Mirren against fourth place Hearts. Four places between, four points uh, between the sides, I should say, with just four games to go. And let's get straight into it. Uh, I spoke to Saints boss Stephen Robinson yesterday, and the message was simple: this is a must-win for the hosts if they want to secure European football. Yes, they have reached the top six for the first time in decades, but the manager and his squad want to go a step further. He says they take huge confidence from their last meeting with the Jambos when the Saints won 2-0 in Edinburgh six weeks ago. Team news then, Robinson makes two changes to the 11, which lost 2-1 to Hibernian last weekend. Both of them come in the centre of defence. Declan Gallagher and Charles Dunn drop to the bench. Captain Joe Shaughnessy and Richard Taylor come back in. It looks like it will be a 3-5-2 formation. It's Trevor Carson in goal, a back three of Marcus Fraser with Joe Shaughnessy and Richard Taylor. Ryan Strain will play right wing back with Scott Tans on the left. Alex Gogic and Mark O'Hara in midfield with Greg Kilting just in front of them. Alex Grieve and Curtis Main lead the line. Substitutes Aminsky, Dunn, Gallagher, Small, Flynn, Boyd Munts, Bacchus, Offord and Jameson. And what about the visitors then? So impressive for the first half hour against Celtic seven days ago, ultimately losing 2-0 at Tynecastle though. They have undoubtedly improved under Stephen Naismith and they need to win today to keep the pace up with Aberdeen in their hunt for third. They're still five points behind the Dons. They only make one change from their loss last weekend. Alex Cochran misses out, of course, after his red card. Our very own Andy Halliday comes in through a place him. Looks like it's going to be a 4-2-3-1 formation for the visitors. It's Xander Clark in goal, a back four of James Hill, Toby Sigit, Kai Rolls and Andy Halliday. Uh, Peter Harren and Cammy Devlin in midfield. Oda on the right, Barry McKay on the left and Lawrence Shanklin just behind Josh Ginelli. Stewart, Grant, Keogh, Atkinson, Forrest, Nielsen, Tate, Wilson and Kuol Grang are the substitutes. Neither team are exactly in form. Saints have lost three in a row, whilst Hearts have lost eight of their last ten. Something has got to give here today at the Smyzer Stadium. The referee is David Dickinson. The VAR is Alan Newlands, and kickoff is under 15 minutes away. They're all big. Well, all maybe bar one, but Dundee United, Ross County, massive at the bottom, Roger Hanna. Yeah, it certainly is. And if you like your nostalgia, Gordon, 40 years tomorrow since Dundee United won the league championship. Jim McLean, manager, Ralph Milner, Eamon Bannon scoring the goals over the road at Danes. And 
And they've also got the 2010, some of that Scottish Cup winning side, Creek Conway and Danny Swanson among them to greet, to greet what will be a bumper crowd here at Tanadice this afternoon. But fast forward to May 2023 and it's all about preserving Premiership status for United. They start the day outside the drop zone and goal difference alone for the visitors Ross County are foot of the Premiership table. There's only one point between the bottom three. Kilmarnock of course wedged between these sides and United having lost 1-0 at St Johnson last week. Well that was a trigger for Jim Goodwin to admit this survival scrap is down to three teams over four games. A setback for United. Charlie Mulgrew absent today after his red card at Perth and County might just fancy this. They won 2-0 against Livingston a week ago to close the gap on those teams above them and they also defeated United 4-0 in Dingwall in February, a game I saw it was Liam Fox's last game as United boss before Goodwin took charge Goodwin makes two changes as we see Mulgrew suspended, Kieran Freeman drops to the bench, club captain Ryan Edwards and 17 year old striker Rory McLeod start this afternoon it also means a change of formation to United to a 3-5-2 Mark Birigitti in goal, a back three of Loy Kaina, Ryan Edwards and Scott McMahon across the middle of Mari Niskin and Ian Hart Craig Sybil, Jamie McGrath and Azic Begic with 17-year-old McLeod up top alongside 35-year-old Stephen Fletcher on the bench, Newman, Graham and Freeman Kujo, Thompson and Middleton O'Donnell, Jume and Fotheringham as for Malky Mackay's County, two changes for them as well, Keith Watson is out completely and former United striker Simon Murray drops to the bench with Josh Sims and Alex Samuel who scored in that defeat of Lovey both coming in, also change of formation for County 4-2-3-1, they'll go with Ross Laidlaw in goal Connor Randall, Jack Baldwin, Ali Yakaviti and George Harman across the back Victor Laturi and David Chinchola just in front then Jan Danda, Alex Samuel and Josh Sims behind the lone front man Jordan White on the bench Monroe, Purrington, Smith, Owura, Murray, Hewula, Kenna and Tillman the ref is John Beaton the VAR is Stephen Kirkland and just to put everything into perspective Gordon, Dundee United have announced the passing of six-year-old supporter Jack Stewart they, there's a statement out from the club saying they feel the devastation and sadness that is spread across the wider Dundee community there will be a minute's applause for Jack in the sixth minute with the young man's image displayed the digital scoreboard here inside Tannadice the club's reached out to his own junior club Dundee West they've handed out tickets to allow all his young teammates to attend today along with some of Jack's family and Dundee United Football Club pass on their deepest sympathy to the family and friends and what they describe as a terribly difficult time yeah, heartbreaking news. I saw that on social media and hopefully some sort of fitting occasion there for Roger Hanna and everyone in attendance this afternoon in terms of knock-on effects at the bottom. Certainly big game for Kilmarnock, not so much for Livingston, Fraser Wishart. Yeah, you're spot on, Gordon. Whatever happens at Rogers' game up in Dundee will have an impact on what goes on here because a huge game for Kilmarnock with a very Premiership survival at stake and you said maybe not quite as much for Livingston how this game pans out might actually depend on how Livingston perform because they've got lots of players leaving this summer for an open secret Fitzwater, Devon and Wyonga moving on maybe Nubly and they've relatively little to play for but they've had a great season I think they'll be disappointed not to make the top six in the last day but the form in general since mid-February has been pretty poor so they still have a fight on with Motherwell for seventh place and extra money for the club which is quite a lot of money for Livingston and uh, David Martindale's been open about their finances re- recently but the main focus of course will be on the home side and they're much talked about home record 26 of the 31 points here at Rugby Park and they've got three games out of the last four including this one at home but the results last week with their defeat at Motherwell mean they're in a three-way battle to avoid relegation and uh, one point separating those three teams and Henry Lyon and Dan Armstrong who warmed up with a strapping on his right wrist 
so he's fit and able to play but uh, 10 league goals from the wing and in January Denny McInnes lost Lafferty and Shaw young Ennis Khan picked up an injury he signed Kyle Vassell who's missed a couple of games through injury but he's back in the team which is good news for the Commander fans but when you look at the scoring record by the strikers Vassell hasn't actually scored in 10 games Deutsch and Robinson the other two strikers have scored 5 all season and that's the same as second top scorer Joe Wright as a centre back so I have to think this is a much win game for Kilmarnock three of those four games I said remaining here but the other two will be tense affairs against Dundee United and Ross County and every day ahead for the Kilmarnock fans I think we'll have half an eye on what's going on at Tannadice and how they start the game might dictate the result of this game three changes from Derek McInnes Ash Taylor's out we're told although I did see him on the pitch warming up and running around and also Robinson and Power drop to the bench. In come Dorset, Mayo and Vassell. 4-4-2, a change of formation for Denny McInnes as well. Sam Walker in goals, Lewis Mayo, Joe Wright, Geriel Dorset and Luke Chambers at the back. Dan Armstrong, Liam Donnelly, David Watson, Rory McKenzie, the skipper in midfield with Kyle Vassell and Christian Doidge as the strikers. Zach Hemming, Alan Power, Blair Alston, Jordan Jones, Jack Sanders, Scott Robinson, Brad Lyons, Bobby Wales and Liam Polworth are on the bench for... Livingston, two changes, Boys and Anderson drop to the bench, in come De Lucas and Pittman in their usual 4-2-3-1 formation, Shamal George in goals, Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, Louis De Lucas and Christian Montano at the back, two sitting in midfield, Jason Holt and Sean Kelly with Andrew Shinney, Scott Pittman, Stephen Kelly ahead of them and the lone striker Joe Nibble, their subs, Jack Hamilton, Jimmy Brandon, Morgan Boys, Tom Parks, Stefan Omionga, James Penrice, Stephen Bradley, Dylan Bahambula and Bruce Anderson and the referee today at Rugby Park is David Monroe and in the VAR truck he's always a sense of all attention controversy Willie Collum you're not going to be able to take your eyes or ears off the relegation battle today and I suspect for the next few weeks but the big games right across the division Aberdeen against Hibs is going to be watched by Dave Galloway yeah it's been a joyous and nostalgic few days for Aberdeen fans Gordon uh, marking the 40th anniversary of their team's triumph over Real Madrid in the European Cup Winners Cup final on May the 11th 1983 yesterday saw the Gothenburg greats uh, reunite here to be awarded freedom of the city with a few tears shed for the late Neil Tati Cooper and today's visit of Hibs is a sellout with the Dons five points clear in third place six ahead of Hibs with four matches remaining a home win would certainly be a big step towards securing European group stage football for next season but Hibs well they look like they're back on track don't they three games undefeated with two wins and they'll come here with confidence and the club of course made a big statement of intent this week signing Loney Ellie Ewan on a permanent three-year deal to the teams then and Aberdeen are unchanged from uh, last weekend it's Roos in goals Pollock McDonald and Scales the back three Midfield, Coulson, Ramadani, Duncan and Hayes with Clarkson playing off Majowski and Duke in attack. The subs for the Dons today, Lewis, McKenzie, Morris, Barron, Markenday, Watkins, Richardson, Kennedy and Babbage. As for Hibs, well, just one change for them. Campbell, who scored a hat-trick in January, 6-0 win over the Dons at Easter Road, replaces Doyle Hayes. So it's Marshall in goals. Back four, Egan Riley, Fish, Hanlon and Stevenson. Jago sitting in front, then Cadden, Campbell, Newell and Ewan with Nisbet leading the line. The subs, Johnson, Miller, Cabraya, Hop, uh, Devlin, Henderson, McCurdy, Bashiri and Del Fierre. Your match referee is Nick Walsh And on VAR it's Andrew Dallas Looking forward to that one So many big games today David Friel 
We'll try Come on we'll try and gloss it I don't know if it's as important as the rest St Johnston, Motherwell uh, Maybe St Johnston could still be dragged down Yeah I think they could Gordon I think it's certainly more important for St Johnston than it is for Motherwell But it's also important for Kevin Van Veen So I think it's always a telltale sign That a striker's having a good season Gordon when you're having to dig out the history books Dust them off and look at goal records from decades ago Just having a chat with some of the Motherwell staff earlier on. Kevin Van Veen is aiming to score in his eighth successive game for Motherwell today. Dixie Deans was the last player to score in seven in 1968-69. That was the old second division. Ian St John was the last Motherwell player to do seven in the top flight way back in 1959-60. So it's a funny old game and all that but Kevin Van Veen has a chance to make history by making it eight in a row today for Motherwell. He's on 25 for the season. He's up for the PFA Scotland Player of the Year award tomorrow night. Stuart Kettlewell said this week that no other Scottish team shown any interest in Van Veen could even afford them and all eyes are on him again today. Motherwell are eighth as you said. Nothing really riding on it for him. They're nine points clear of the playoff spot and are safe but I think they'll be looking to catch Levy in 7th and finish as kind of top of the bottom 6 there's one change for Motherwell St Stephen O'Donnell is in for Max Johnson who isn't in the squad at all today I don't know the reason for that but I'll try and find out as soon as I can Motherwell are going to be Liam Kelly in goals Paul McGinn Callum Butcher Dan Casey at the back Stephen O'Donnell Callum Slattery Sean Goss and James Furlong with Blair Spittle in behind Mikel Mandron and Kevin Van Veen subs for Motherwell are Oxborough Lamy Mugabe Aitchison McKinstry Cornelius Blaney Miller and Payton as you said St Johnson still you know still probably need one more win to really be clear of safety they beat Dundee United last weekend that eased their relegation fears they are ninth but they're only six points clear of the bottom spot and five clear of the playoff with four to go so there is a little bit of work to do Stephen McLean he's obviously taken over from Callum Davis on an interim basis he steers St Johnson to a first home win since November last weekend obviously desperate for another three points Jimmy Murphy is in for Melka Halberg he got injured in training yesterday and there's also a boost that Chris Kane is back on the St Johnston bench after 16 months out really been through the mill so it's great to see him back St Johnson they've got a back four so it's Remy Matthews in goals James Brown Liam Gordon Andy Considine Adam Montgomery midfield three of Dan Phillips Callum McPherson and Graeme Carey with Dre Wright and Jamie Murphy either side of Stevie May subs for St Johnson are Sinclair Kane Gallagher Ballantyne McLennan McGowan Mitchell Bear and Rudden the referee is Grant Irvin and the VAR into Dermot Park is Gavin Duncan all set up then for some fantastic fixtures in the Sun. Rangers have won the first game of the afternoon, beating Celtic by three goals to nil. You can get your reaction in on Twitter. We're going to hear from the managers and kick off in the three o'clock games is next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Big day already underway at Ibrooks, where Rangers beat Celtic by three goals to nil. Plenty of reaction to come to that. We'll hear from Michael Beale, some interesting stuff from him. Equally interesting from Ange Postacoglu. You can tweet us all your thoughts. We've got one of these already. I've not even had the chance to get predictions from the big games, and one of these has interrupted us. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. And it's Dundee United nil, Ross County 1 Jordan White with the goal Inside the first minute A massive, massive game at the bottom I've never done an as things stand table In the first minute of a game before uh, But if you'll bear with me It would obviously leapfrog Ross County Above Dundee United this afternoon Incredible start to this one Well, you know, for Malky Mackay It's a dream start Um I did not see that coming and I know it's come 
ridiculously early And Gordon Dale will be the first to say If you're going to lose a goal mm-hmm. Lose it early But that's Taking the Michael uh, So it's a great start for Malcolm McKay Jim Goodwin Not so good Yeah I don't think Dundee United Seen it coming either Gordon uh, Horrendous start Big crowd there Roger gave it such a great build up Fantastic afternoon Dundee United would be hoping to bounce back After a disappointing result last week in Perth Ross County off to a perfect start And I've got the marker What you do not need Mark Wilson In the heat of a relegation battle Is a 37 second goal for your opponent At your place with a big expectant crowd No certainly not I mean you imagine the build up That this week alone The pressure that Jim is putting his players the instructions that he's asked them to carry out and within 37 seconds it kind of gets unwound mm. so not an ideal start but go, go are, you all, are you all taking Ross County on your no, anchor? no no no, 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 no I'm going to no. stick Dundee okay. United right, go on then give us the full rundown for the 3 o'clock games none of you were right you all predicted Celtic would beat Rangers this afternoon oh they both went for a draw these two oh, so they I, I predicted sorry. Celtic would win uh, I'm taking Hearts to beat St Mirren and Paisley Kilmarnock will beat Livingston in Ayrshire Dundee United will come back after the loss of the early goal and well. beat Ross County St Johnston will beat Motherwell and Aberdeen will beat Hibs I'll go for a draw in Paisley between St Mirren and Hearts I think Kelly will get a, a result against Livy I think United have went for them even though they're one down at the minute I think Motherwell, Van Veen I'm going for Van Veen 8 in a row to beat St Johnston and Aberdeen beat Hibs I'm going Hearts at Paisley in a tight game Kilmarnock I'm going to go Dundee United Ross County draw I'm going to go sadly against my team Motherwell because I've not beaten St Johnston this season I think it'll be difficult St Johnston really fighting for a life St Johnston won Aberdeen won Wow Here's one for you Statos out there or maybe even anyone on our staff David Friel gave us great info about Kevin Van Veen going for is it eight games in a row? Yes. Scored yep. for Motherwell and what sort of internal record that would be? What's the Scottish Premiership record for consecutive games? Because I remember David Clarkson had a similar length run for Dundee. Remember that? I remember. I then remember Alfredo Morelos. I think matched it. Certainly remember him going for it. I think he matched it, and I think it was round about the eight game mark. So anyone who knows these things, <laughs> Henrik Larson must have done. Now nah, the Premiership, though, you know that kind of Premiership era, oh. sort of. Um, but even that, you say that, it's just one know. of those things. You just, have to go on, you just have to go on one of those runs, don't you? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, as an example, if I'd said to you, you uh, who I don't think anyone would have jumped up and said, "Oh yeah, David, David Clarkson will have done it." Yeah, so it's, exactly, it can be that type yeah. of run. Uh, oh, big goal already in the playoffs. Hamilton Aki's nil, Aloha one, and it's Connor Salmon inside five minutes. Could mm. the Aki's be heading for the drop? Um, it's got to be pressure for Hamilton, obviously, John Rankin, but Brian Rice, his old club, he's hoping to get one over on them. Still plenty, plenty of football to Great go. old warhorse Connor Salmon, great goal scorer. So, uh, could be another corner salmon goal before the day's out just an interesting observation there's not a great deal to play for for Livy there's a lot to play for for Kilmarnock and Nicky Devlin is not the captain of Livy today mm. Sean Kelly is is that as simple as well you're leaving us in the summer so yeah. no did point. I see him get linked to Aberdeen Aberdeen is yes and, almost and there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's been terrific terrific servant but David Martindale's quite open about these things that they can offer a certain amount can't go above it 
uh, and players mm. sometimes exceed that. Hearts have started well in Paisley. Fans in loud voices there. So we'll see if we get a breakthrough. And we had one after 37 <laughs> seconds for Ross County at Tannadice. Without further ado, Hugh Keevans. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Here's an interesting wee one. Since the start of the 2021-22 season, six players have scored in a league game against Celtic and Rangers in the same season. Who are they? Since the start of the 2021-22 season, six players have scored in a league game against Celtic and Rangers in the same season. Name them. That's a great question because you don't have to go back too far, obviously. That's a very recent time frame Hugh Keevans has given you this afternoon. So can you come up with them for us? At Clyde SSB, send a tweet, one tweet with all the correct answers on it. Do it before everyone else. And you win the first half teaser I It is I that simple Bet my life who the first answer Wilson put down there Easy one Right away Oh they're all kind of yeah. Memorable Because it's very recent <clears throat> So we'll see At Clyde SSB It is a race So get your thinking caps on um, David Friel pointing out That David Clarkson did go Seven in a row for Dundee So certainly a chance for um, For Kevin Van Veen to Top that because um, his eighth was a cup game, apparently David Clarkson. Oh, so there you go. Right, okay, yeah, so. yeah, quite a record. Heard Stuart Kettlewell midweek saying that he doesn't believe that there's any Scottish club that could afford to take Van Veen away. Um, and we discussed it a bit. Listen, Van Veen's 31. The last year's deal. I think Motherwell have to be cover with that and seize their opportunity if it comes along, rather than. Perhaps losing him Next year he's been a terrific servant For Motherwell over a couple of seasons Could do something extra special today Just don't know the longevity of him the, At the, the club The quote also makes no sense at all Celtic Rangers buy him tomorrow Yeah And, and I, I would argue Aberdeen Hibs Hearts Hearts Would all Just have keep, the funds Just keep going Keep through them <laughs> Dundee United yeah, yeah. There, is a, <laughs> there is a financial limit when it, you're 31 No matter how yeah, many Exactly that's the point So you get what Mark's saying You'll have to Box clever But if If a deal of only you know, A couple of hundred thousand If that's all you can get for him Then what's the point oh, Exactly Yeah that's derisory um, But if Celtic or Rangers Did want to take a punt On him They could have him by Five o'clock tonight If they wanted Right so that's your full Your first half teaser Is up and running Get your thoughts into us there Get your answers in At Clyde SSB Big goal for Ross County At Tannadice Inside 37 seconds Big goal for Alloa At Hamilton In the playoffs Remember we've got Jeopardy all over the place Because Falkirk and Airdrie Meet again today Can you see Falkirk Coming back from Uh, 6-2 down Doubtful (sighs) Okay more importantly Can Dumbarton come down Come back from 6-0 down Dumbarton's been his team All season He's got a sneaky For Dumbarton He kept saying And if you're on the lookout For Perhaps a change Of SPFL status Spartans Play Albion Rovers In the League 2 playoff So a name long associated With the professional game Here in Scotland And Albion Rovers It may well be their season To drop out And be replaced by Spartans But they're playing each other In the playoff Funny how our game Has evolved in that regard I mean Kelty Hearts Bonnie Rig Rose They're all part of the SPFL Um, Cove Rangers Yeah yeah, Um, The the clubs have dropped out So The Wee Rovers 
I would like to see Albion Rovers stay in the SPFL, but they need to work for it. Yeah, and and that should be the case. You know, even even looking at some of the grounds that these clubs coming through the pyramid possess now, in comparison to the old traditional grounds that teams are just you know dilapidated and falling away, the the infrastructure behind some of these clubs deserve an equal shot of playing in the leagues. And Cove, perfect example. Came up, lovely stadium, great batting, went through the leagues. Um, Kelty Hearts sort of stand still a wee bit, but who knows who the mm. next one might be. Might be Spartans. Uh, St Mirren nil, Hearts nil. St Mirren coming into it more. Tell me, who is the Hearts left-back with what is verging on an afro at the moment? Who is he? Who's the guy that's stood in for the suspended Alex Cochran mm. with a fine head of bushy hair that's blocking out the paisley sunshine? I bet he wish he didn't go to Turkey now because the sweat will be running right down his <laughs> brow. Uh, money well spent. Fair bit of growth in that. It is, isn't it? He loves the sunshine. We bet he rain at night. Oof, he'll be growing. What an improvement. I know, but you'd, be, you'd get... be scared to go for a haircut. Wouldn't well, you? Case really? off, it? Can you, in case <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't grow back. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't read the instructions right. How did it go, go, go over from Ibrook so quickly? <laughs> exactly. It's not far, though. Well, it's Just down the over the motorway. It's not far, not far at all. Um, he's lucky to escape a booking, actually. He's just landed one on Greg Kilty. Um, and he gets a, a reprieve from the referee So we've still got that one goal at the moment It is Jordan White for Ross County We're keeping an eye on the playoffs as well Because they are I was going to say guaranteed drama It does feel that way um, And of course Hugh Kevens yeah. Partick Thistle last night Well again uh, And incidentally it was lovely to see Chris Doolan there uh, In his managerial role But again Queen's Park I mean Thistle deserved it And were terrific but 13 goals in the last three games Queen's Park have lost I mean More than four a game That, 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 that is Catastrophic defending I've always thought The Truest of all the Footballing cliches Is that the league table Doesn't lie So it's, un- it's unfair I see a lot of How did Queen's Park Nearly win that league Fine I, I get it But they, they got there Because they They deserved it But Nowhere near it In terms of Getting past Partick this well, in the playoffs. Well, Hugh just nailed it there. If you get into your last three games and lose 13 goals, you ain't got to get much change out of that. Um, defensively, I think Oni will have looked at it. Look, they've had a terrific season up until last week, and then it just fell apart. The wheels come off. But Oni will certainly be looking to next season to see, do you know what? Maybe need to get a few defenders oh, in yeah. here that can defend. It's a club going in the right direction. I was there midweek. Having a be behind the scenes look at Lesser Hamden. Oh, right, okay. VIP. Uh, oh, VIP. Yeah, I mean, rumours going about some of the the dressing rooms alone. I know the Scotland national women and men's team use that, but modelled on the Tottenham dressing rooms, that kind of semi-circle, every seat weather, seat big TVs, magnificent setup, but just too quick this year for them. But I think they'll be in the mix. Next year well, to come they, up, as Gordon said, that they'll really need to revamp, rebuild whichever Michael Bill world you have in mind the defense because you can't be losing on average four goals a game. It was the, well, over the piece, so it was nearly enough this season, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and also, if you look at the other end, I think the, the lad Murray going up to um, Ross County, wasn't it? Um, obviously, that's a big loss. He was a goal scorer in, in that league. and Obviously he was a big important player But he went to the Premier League with us County Lawrence Shankland arguing with the ref in Paisley As we search for our first goal there 
um, Dundee United looking for a way back in it Aina You've seen this before Centre back Swashbuckling run Beats everyone He's through And then just Blasts Zed. it over the top mm. Just Rosehead Nosebleed yeah. Nosebleed territory I think You wonder what they think When they get to that stage How many times have you seen that Old centre half Oh the centre half and Yeah they just brilliant. panic Just pass it Nice and easy They must have in their mind I'm going to put this Right in the top corner Hibs the better team At Pataudry Which may interest you Aberdeen must be having An off day then you're not a Hibs fan, Hugh, are you? You, you criticise them quite the, often on the, this the, the 17 happiest years of my life were spent working for an Edinburgh-based newspaper. I loved going about Tynecastle and Easter Road. Loved the place. But they flatter to deceive. You look at the attacking threat, though. You're, you know, you're looking at Yuan um, signed a permanent yeah, deal. He's involved. Kevin Nisbet as well. You know, it's a... <laughs> The Hibs team again. If we're talking about not lying, six points behind Aberdeen. So it's all, re- all right saying they're hopeless and Aberdeen are brilliant, but there's not much between them on paper. This no, would, no, this would end the the argument. This would separate them today if Aberdeen could win it, of course. Yeah, um, Hibs will fancy their chances, but it's been a big week for Aberdeen. Obviously, celebrating the forty years of beating Real Madrid. Um, so there'll be a good crowd in Petardry looking for the modern team. We. Duke and obviously Majowski up top to score a few goals um, so good game up there quite feisty in Paisley you oh. have to say early on still goalless St Mirren and Hearts Shaughnessy taking the armband back off Ahara I know he's club captain but was Ahara not yeah. the captain he's obviously because it was going well coming up here and <clears throat> coming on shows like this and getting the praise Aye. he's pulled, yeah. pulled rank Billy yeah, he, must have, he must have heard him because he was a bit buoyant that night when mm. he was saying yeah I'm a skipper. I do all the negotiating yeah, the big bonus. Yeah. <laughs> he does nothing. You see, we, we make them and we break them in this programme. First uh, run for Kevin Van Vini slips and then he's giving it the old looking at the pitch. Mm. Kevin, come on. I love you, but the pitch is... I'm forgetting it's at McDermott Park. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, blame the pitch. Yeah, blame it. Hopeless. Um, I, th- slipped in I thought a, he had the cheek to look at the Fur Park pitch. How could I forget? There's no club in the country that could afford them. And then he falls me back to it. That's the way life goes. <laughs> Uh, suggestion of a, a handball from our pal Andy. In fact, he's got it, he's got it against Greg Kilty today. He's fouled him again for, the, for the second <laughs> time. Sprinkled up Morocco grow kind of in odd places and uneven places. He needs to get a felt tip pen and colour that <laughs> in at the back. I've got this. Let's go for another one. Match it. Oh, they'll need uh, you. One and two, one. They've missed the ball patch at the back. Oh. <laughs> That's like yours By the way What do you mean that's like mine? Uh, Fairly see-through Double chance for Stephen Fletcher Blocked and then saved by Laidlaw You see this is the type of Witty conversation uh, I missed Because you were you were off Earlier in the week Mark Wilson I was, I was in And then London. I was elsewhere And Thursday didn't get to be Reunited yeah. with the two of you But a, 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 a worrying <sighs> Truly worrying story Made its way to me I just wanted to make sure Everything was okay Um that somebody stole your bin. Oh, incredible! <laughs> it's, uh, it is a worrying times just now. I don't. Because know. you are taking you for the listeners who think you're embellishing this. You are really taking this to heart. Yeah, like you're sure, worried about and, it. And why shouldn't I? You know, I, I went down to empty my bin on Wednesday, and I thought I've got mo- a room for one more bin bag. Opens my bin, totally gone. Right. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. My neighbours are on the I, case and everything. So you. <laughs> so I didn't realise this. Your bin is physically there, but someone's lifted the bin yeah, bag from the, out of it. Two of them. 
Not just one, <laughs> two. He's been misfilled the day before. Hold on, and the that next sounds day like it was a good thing. No, is that not someone just doing you a favour, emptying your bin? Hold, hold on. Who, who, I don't know. The bins <laughs> get emptied. You put them out on the Wednesday, they right. get emptied th- so first thing Thursday. What day of the week is this? Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon, so the bin I'm man my hasn't bin out. been yet. He comes the next day, so I get down to put my bin out, and I went, "Oh, that's quite late." Opens it up, no <laughs> bins. Now the 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 thing about this story is, mm. I've got a big sign on my bin saying, "Please don't put any rubbish in my bin. Use your own bin." Why? <laughs> <laughs> because the neighbours are quite they're they're, they're rude. They use they use my bins. Did you personally make this I, sign? No, what happened? The wee woman down the stair gave me a Ducella tape door. It was brilliant. I thank her, wee Margaret. Um, <laughs> right, she went here, son. They'll, I'll keep them away. So nobody's been near my bin yet. I'll now probably need to get that sign and change it to. Please don't take so, anything out my bin. So what's your what's your fear here that someone has stolen your your rubbish to look through it? Oh, I don't <laughs> it's know. Got to be. I it's don't know. Uh, uh, do you have anything? It was you, panicking. Do you have anything of an incriminating what nature? Would you, <laughs> what would they find? Oh, Could be anything in there. Yeah, imagine that, uh, imagine rating through. Do, do you know? So I, I was going through because I, I tend to throw out clothes quite often. You know. Different but that should be a recycling bin. No, no, I just throw it in the bag. There you go. Um, that, and there's some. My, the Honestly, thought, like, I would have loved to have seen his face when he opened so, it. The just the confusion. Somebody out there. You know the way he is. He was he was telling paranoid. me this during He's the break. So paranoid, he was like, he? I don't know, I don't know who could have done it. And it definitely somebody stole my rubbish stole his rubbish. <laughs> it was somebody's rubbish. Well, it just... Do you know what it could be? What? I'm sorry to flag this up. I don't know if you if you live the type of life that this could be an option for you, but it could be like a Private detective, private investigator. I said that. Do you know I said that. Right. Piece the other things. And I know that there are people out here listening. So I need to be up front. I'm starting to believe that myself. Because you know that I live a so sort no, of. No, listen, listen, a, listen. A, no, 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 no. no. Before you get yourself life. in trouble, I'll, I'll help you out, right? You're supposed to say, What would a private investigator oh. want with me? You're oh, not no, supposed no. to say, Yeah, that could be true. Oh, no. One followed me before years ago and caught me. Seriously? Yeah. You always push it too far. The mics are off. We've had our fun. I hope you get oh, I hope you get your bins returned I if that's the right. Ridiculous. It's not his bins anyway, it's his refuse bags that are inside right. the bin. Two big bags. Mm. Have you honestly had previous experience of a private investigator? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you have lived some but life. I'll just say that's right, I won't get myself any trouble. I actually met the guy and he says, by the way, it was the best week of ever. <laughs> <laughs> Still no goals in Paisley. St Mirren nil, Hearts nil. Uh, St Johnson have got a free kick at the angle of the box. Uh, Aberdeen haven't threatened at all yet, which would be a bit of a disappointment for Barry Robson. I love this show. You go from bins <laughs> to private detectives to no goals in Paisley. <laughs> But yeah, the, the no goals in Paisley was deliberate to try and just steer get him away from where I we understand. are. Right, hold on, we've got drama here at Tanadice, a VAR check for handball, and John Beaton has gone to the screen. Uh, but Roger Hanna says he's got no idea, and everyone's baffled. Such is the way. But who stands to benefit here? Dundee United or Ross County? And I will give you that information <laughs> as you soon. Roger forgot it. that <laughs> <laughs> to put that in the text. It's a penalty. To, come on, Roger. I'm still about to tell you who to Dundee United <laughs> um, John Beaton's gone to the screen Certainly it would be um, 
Yes, it is a penalty for Dundee United. We just about got away with that, mm. I think. Uh, so, big chance. Bigger than that to get back in level terms. You can see the goal after 37 seconds. They were actually waiting to take a corner. And mm. VR's spotted something, which I get the frustrations with that, Hugh. But ultimately, in some ways, it's specifically what it was there for. Handballs yeah. that nobody sees or yeah. incidents that go unseen. County are raging but We always uh, believe that when the referee goes to the monitor <clears throat> That's it You've had it So the penalty yeah, will absolutely. be given And McGrath will score it He always does You would have thought so He always does And it's the one thing that's never changed You said County's raging it, it, County would be raging if VR wasn't involved And there was a handball in the box It's just hardwired into players Yeah, Jamie McGrath is going to take it He's got a very good record Carried over from his St Mirren days Tends to just wait for the goalkeeper, doesn't he? And roll it mm, so mm. casually. It strikes you as that if he eventually gets one wrong, but he doesn't on this occasion. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Sends the keeper the wrong way, and we are level then. A dreadful start for Dundee United, but they're level. Dundee United won Ross County 1. Well, when you spoke about Ross County scoring after 35 seconds, my mind went back to the mighty Brighton losing after 35 seconds to Everton. And I thought, ah, oh, they'll come back And it finished up 5-1 for Everton So Dundee United have gone early Get their equaliser And the good ship Goodwin is back on an even keel uh, The playoff game may be just swinging a bit um, Aloha down to 10 men against Hamilton Ackies So we'll keep an eye on that one They are a goal up though 2-0 on aggregate, right yep. enough what a work for John Rankin's team to do But it certainly helps some They'll need something before half-time to... And back up and running David Friel says The game at McDermott Park Between St Johnston and Motherwell Is dreadful Yeah there you go uh, He genuinely thinks The weather's affecting the tempo A big end of season feeling to it I'll tell you If there is one member Of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard team That I hope Has packed adequate levels Of sun protection oh, supposed David Friel Aye. Oh, I'm worried for him up there In the Perth sunshine Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he done the West Island way Didn't he? He must have yeah, been It was raining then Aye. <laughs> so Aye. Was, uh, We factor 50 on yeah, I'm worried about him I must admit, I am um, He's up the back of the stand In the shade, he says um, Fraser Wishart quite rightly pointing out I think the Monday night game On In England We're going to be able to hear the referee oh. Now the one thing I need to double check I think it's going to be Is it, is it going to be live Or is it going to be heard afterwards I thought I thought it was going to be heard afterwards But still it's, a, it's Even if it's not And don't quote me on that it's um, very interesting I think lots of different Football associations Will watch that with interest to see I how said this Was it three weeks ago I, I said something similar That would help The players understand And I get that people Will then Point to the referees Every bit of communication And try and pick Differences in it But the good thing is about it We actually hear what they say I think it's worse None on Why they've came to these decisions Who they've been chatting to What the conversation Goes like I think it's yep. the way forward Yeah and I think um, Howard Webb's going to be in the studio With Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville Sort of explaining some of it And We always have this debate Don't we full time refs Part time refs And I, I've never honestly believed I've never switched on match of the day And thought Those refs are much better than ours I just mm. don't But With things like this The level of communication Seems to be better The level of accountability Seems to be better So yeah. that, that strikes you as something You can you can improve whether you're part time, full time, well, this, uh, their, their league is billions of pounds. 
they should be showing us the way. We will always be behind it, but it shows that we've got a path into understanding the system much better. Anyway, that's one we can watch with interest next week. Kevin Van Veen, powerful shot over the bar, but not too far away. We're going to hear from the managers from Ibrox very soon, so why don't we quickly do some wrong answers on the teaser first, Hugh? Okay. Teaser question First half since the start of the 2021-22 season Six players have scored in a league game Against Celtic and Rangers In the same season Who are the start of 2021-22 season Six players have scored in a league game Against Celtic and Rangers In the same season Name them Yeah you need to be Pretty good with your recent knowledge to get these right Let's do some wrong answers Shirley Rogers has gone for one who's on the score sheet today in Jordan White No He certainly has scored against both but not in the same season Went through a run of Big goals against Celtic, Jordan um, White Got Neil oh, Lennon in the sack well, more, more against Rangers though, remember Because he's a, a big Rangers fan, I yeah. think And he, he scored loads against Rangers but he scored the goal that was the final Straw for the Celtic yep. board with Neil Lennon Martin Riley wants to throw in Duke No Don't think he's done it He also wants to throw in an English tutor And various others Michael Donati Probably the most common wrong answer <laughs> Is Lawrence Shankland No Actually no. hasn't scored against the Rangers for quite some time So keep those guesses coming in At Clyde SSB Hartrick against uh, Celtic this season And still finished on the losing side Incredible, absolutely uh, Will he score this afternoon in Paisley though? We will find out It's still goalless there It's goalless everywhere actually Apart from Dundee United, Ross County Where it is one all uh, So goalless St Johnston, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Hibs, Kelly, Livy And that St Mirren Hearts game uh, as well So um, Going to hear from Michael Beale and Ange Postacoglu Very soon, very very soon And I'll keep promising it But we'll do it Um what else have we got here coming in? Anything else you need to know about? Know that Alloa red card was the last piece of action really from the playoff games. How do you genuinely, what is your mindset if you're a Dumbarton or a Falkirk player today? You're 6-2 down if you're Falkirk. You're 6-0 down if you're Dumbarton in a playoff. With the best will in the world, do you actually believe that you can turn it round? Honestly... No, obviously worse for Dumbarton Being 6-0 down At least if you're full cut You've got a couple of goals You maybe go into the game thinking Look, if we get an early goal Then we're right in With a chance of calling something back Or making an interest However, it's 25 minutes in I think it's still goalless In that one But Dumbarton You've basically Done your season in With one poor performance Well, a couple of poor performances We were chatting the other day Dumbarton mm. took five At home against Albion Rovers Probably about five weeks ago Bottom of the league Bottom yeah. of the league That tells you everything about their season How it's the rails Or they've come off the rails Kilmarnock are starting to take hold of the game They are little from Livy Who might be in holiday mode St Mirren now on top really in Paisley And in fact they have the ball in the net But no goal And that decision was upheld It was an in-swinging free kick I think Gogic knocks it in in the end um, But something was spotted uh, and it's been backed up by those who've seen it again Dan Casey's had a low shot saved for Motherwell Whilst Graham Carey has shot over for St Johnston And we could be doing with a goal in some of these games yeah, I think we yeah. could. Tension getting to players um, A bit surprised that uh, Aberdeen with the goal scorers they possess Not a, not a sausage there um, Van Veen, nothing doing for him Motherwell uh, away to St Johnston uh, And funnily enough, the game that should be more tense than any other 
is the one that has provided a goal for each side mm. Dundee United and Ross County Yeah lots of answers coming into the teaser Some interesting um, thoughts on your bin theft mm. as well. We could look, we could put an appeal out This is a powerful show Is there anyone out there Get my bags Who knows the whereabouts of Gordon Deal's rubbish bags Could you please feed any information to us I, fe- I, I feel that me and the bins and the dumpsters Just Don't go, go hand in hand yeah. You know my medals are up you there accidentally bind all your medals <laughs> By the way you know what Actually I had a fear yesterday I'd lost some of my medals I was going into my son's school And I was doing a talk to show them some things Bits and pieces that I couldn't find My medals up the loft Tearing through boxes Found it in a box away at the back of a cupboard Good to see that you value them as much as <laughs> I mean, does. they were sitting in pride of place in the, the mantelpiece But they were in a box, aye, uh, under my stairs, way back in the... Well, do, do, stick them in um, would, that have, would that have engaged you if you were a, a kid at school? Him coming in, showing off his oh, medals yeah. to you? Gordon yeah, Deal. that would have impressed me here I'll he inspire comes. tomorrow's here, generation Here he eh? comes, just looking at him thinking... If he can make it, I can make it. And By the way, a lot of kids, fans of this show, I mean, the, the P6s and 7s, I don't think they should be listening to your nonsense that, on two nights a week. There's, there's that awful moment when you overhear one third of the other and say, Who is that? <laughs> said, that was my boy. That was my son. That was his own son. son. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Hugh, you're a, f- you're a favourite with the teachers, though. Oh, wow. A couple of the teachers, yeah. My favourite's Hugh Keevans. Yeah, yeah. There you the go. Good taste. Intellectuals move in intellectual circles, you see. Or teachers insult in- intellectual, easy for me to say. Yeah. I've met a few that I don't. I don't know if I would put in that bracket. I must say. But yeah, well, I'm sure there are. I'm sure they are at that fine establishment. Alwa might be down to ten men, but they're two 0 up now against Hamilton Aki mm. Stefan Skugel and you have to say it is looking ominous um, for Hamilton. Yeah. Is that first leg? Is it Hamilton? Is it Alwa? Alwa. That's the same leg. No, this is the That's second the same leg. leg. I'll work. Now, three now. Not too busy making sure you're busy. <laughs> 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 Sorry, somebody stole all my, my work, all, all my notes. <laughs> I can't believe somebody already had the advantage from from the first leg. Yeah, somebody's sitting there going, "I've read Dad's notes. It's second leg." Imagine going through his bins. What you would find? Oh, well, you shudder. I've heard the uh, private detective story and trust me, it's as squalid and <laughs> sordid as you think it is. There is I, a book in I, there, I, there's I, definitely uh, a book. There isn't, there isn't. Uh, there, there's no. got to be a book about his life. Not in 2023, there's not. Let uh, me assure you of that. God maybe maybe, maybe t- 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. I can look back now with a smile on my check. face. At that time, I wasn't smiling. Let me Kevin care. Van Veen scores, but it is offside. Oh. He also sco- not only does he score a lot of goals that stand, he scores a lot of goals that get ruled out for offside. Have you noticed that? Goal of the season, was it? Oh, Earlier on, I <laughs> ruled it. Uh, Broken uh, my heart, that one. Yeah. Um, he runs through, rounds the keeper, and in, apparently. So. He must be desperate for that little bit of personal satisfaction. Eight. The first motherwell player it's ever. Be checked. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the day he arrived, he said, "Yeah, I've got Dixie Deans and Ian St John's record yeah. in my sights." Even to be mentioned with a two, yeah. that's some that's some compliment, Dixie Deans. Brilliant, great character, Dixie. I mean, it's going to be checked because you never know these ones. How, how many have we, since VAR came in across the world? How many do you see where an initial view you think it's off and it turns mm. out to be on, yeah. and vice versa? So we'll keep an eye and an ear out for any update there Certainly keeping us waiting um, And we actually are waiting for goals in lots of our games Which is not ideal I don't think this St Mirren Hearts game has been a bad game at all um, You know, feisty, plenty of goal mouth action Just looking for that 
Final bit of quality And it's probably the same everywhere else Apart from where David Freel is It sounds awful Do you know who I'm not happy with? Our old pal on a Saturday Alex Ray uh, I don't oh. know if you saw this earlier He tweeted to say that he was listening in Oh Portugal probably Poolside He's, um, is he in Portugal? Oh, holiday escape. Is he? He's getting nice. And he's, oh, it looks, I mean, to be fair, it's nice and sunny here today. We can't complain. It's nearly 20 degrees, but making nice. the, make the most of that red and payoff. And the, re- <laughs> <laughs> the reason, <laughs> that, the, few, the reason it reminded me is his old team, Wolves, as they always used to call them, are losing to Man United, Anthony Martial. Mm. His other old team threw it away last week, Millwall. After oh, a incredible. They were no. leading They were cruising And then did up losing 4-3 <laughs> Okay no goal for Kevin Van Veen Here are the thoughts of Michael Beale On today's victory a Convincing 1-3-0 Against Celtic at Ibrox Firstly the atmosphere created by the fans In the in the first half of The first 15 minutes was incredible And it gave energy to the team We wanted the team to play with energy We started the game really well And we took a, a similar chance to the ones we've missed in other big games this year. It was a great strike from Todd. And then I thought the first 15 minutes of the game, both teams played at a frantic pace. What this fixture is known for, really, it was a, a feisty game. I was delighted with my team. I thought their energy was really good. And, and today, in this fixture, for the first time this year, in the boxes, we, we executed. So the outcome is we won. It's nothing more than that. We know that, but it's a, it's a nice feeling now for the players and for the fans going home. We went back to the old way a little bit with the two sort of runners and pressers on the outside and Nico as the footballer in the middle and Todd, and I thought Nico and Todd played well. I thought Lunny and Ryan Jack, who's only trained a couple of days, were outstanding. It was a big performance for someone like Ridvan, a real big performance for John Suter scoring and getting a clean sheet, Robbie. And I thought it was a, a, a good day for Rabi as well because some of those guys have had tough seasons. Well, you can't argue with any of that. It's a, an accurate summation of what went on and it's all based on energy and uh, pace and executing in the boxes and uh, big individual performances. In other words, all of the things that Celtic didn't have. Celtic didn't execute inside the box. They were on more than one occasion defied by Robbie McCrory but on others it was their fault and they didn't have the energy that Rangers had and they were second best and so from a Rangers perspective the manager has summed it up 100% correct Seems like an important tone to get right Mark as well pointing out that it's three points but it's not more than that if Michael Beale has sat at every press conference for the last few weeks talking about how much change is required you, you just can't get carried away by winning the game not. today because it, it can't be allowed to change anything yeah. in, in the league table and <clears throat> in, in the trophy cabinet will tell its own story. Yeah, he's been consistent there with what he's saying that uh, for the Rangers fans and players going away, it's a nice feeling, but nothing more than that. He'll know that the work, even looking at today and the result, there's plenty of work still to be done to get that Rangers team near the Celtic team and what they've achieved. But I thought that was quite interesting. Hugh said, mentioned that again a couple of times there, ex- executed in both boxes. I think he's totally bang on with that. Taking their chances when they had their chances, yes. And McCrory and goals. I thought McCrory made a couple of good saves, um, but his positioning was good. He was commanding. I think he showed today that he's capable of staying at the club. Now, whether that's number one, I'm not too sure, but he's definitely capable of being a number two 
and pushing whoever the number one is next season. He's been he's been so far removed from first team football, other than the times when he's gone on loan. Mark, would you again settle for being the number two? That's a decision only he can make. Some players, and particularly in the goalkeeping position. Some players will be happy with that um, Hold that thought We've got one of these in Paisley Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements And St Mirren have taken the lead St Mirren won hearts nil It has been coming It's from a corner It's headed back across And there is the captain It's Joe Shaughnessy Volleys it into the back of the net To make it St Mirren won hearts nil Yeah, great start And um <coughs> Hearts under a little bit of pressure here um, You know, they were looking They got a positive result St Mirren been really at it As the boys said uh, It's been a, a very, very good game And St Mirren now get the advantage 1-0 And it's the captain leading by example Maisie, Stephen Naismith uh, Again, one of those Doing a, an audition for the manager's job He really doesn't want to lose today He doesn't want to lose at any time But not the game before the Edinburgh derby uh, so it has to be careful Carters will need to come back into this Yeah, I, I agree with that With what Hugh's saying there Because Stephen Naismith got the job And he said third place isn't the be all and end all Well maybe not But you could possibly finish six uh-huh. <laughs> That is the be all and end all That won't get you the job So needs to be careful But once again Stephen Robinson's side at home Yep, Hard team to play against St Mirren won up then on hearts about Eight minutes or so to go until the break uh, Gordon, before that goal We were talking about Michael Beale mm-hmm. there We played his interview Reminding everyone it's n- it's no more than three points but Pointing out that they got it right in the both boxes Something they've done wrong yeah. And I suppose it Probably summed up by that first goal It is the type of chance Rangers have missed in these games this season 100% I think, I think he spoke very well He didn't get carried away And rightly so I don't think the Rangers fans are going to get carried away but it was all about enjoying the day. It was all about that that important three points getting into next season because you didn't want to get into the next Old Firm game and you've lost this one against a weakened Celtic side. I thought he used the word correctly today, energy. I thought their energy was brilliant. Mm. You know, Midlay Park Cantwell was absolutely brilliant today. An all-round performance, got his goal. You're right about taking chances at big moments, set play as well, Suter will be delighted with that, and then Sakala, they press Celtic into that mistake and punish them. So far, this today has been a real wow, good day for Rangers. A turnaround in Hamilton. Hamilton Aki's 2, Aloha 2, Andy Winter and Dario Zanata with quick-fire goals. Zanata first, then Winter. Level on the day, Aki's just trailing over the piece on the, the aggregate scoreline. However, Aloha are down to 10 men, aren't they? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, so the Aki's have a real chance there. And... Maybe the Albion, maybe the wee Rovers, Albion Rovers are not done yet in the SPFL because they've taken the lead against Spartans. I think the only surprise is that it's not Charlie Riley, one of the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year nominees. Uh, it's not him that's opened the scoring, it's Luke Graham on this occasion. So first blood to Albion Rovers in that playoff. Well, well done them. Uh, Charlie Riley, uh, amazing story, apparently due to sign for Dundee. Whoever their new manager might be, uh, as the Bonkers Championship ended in bonkers fashion with the title winning oh, manager. Sorry, Hugh, and there we are. That will be that. Just in case you thought it wasn't already, Falkirk nil, Airdrie won 7 2 on aggregate. Gabriel McGill just before the break. How's your half time team talk now? 
You just win the second half, boys. That's <laughs> a long forty-five in it. I would uh, hate that. Up the road if you're a Falkirk fan. I, I, if I was John McGlynn I would just go up the road um, I got a tweet earlier from Brian Who's a Falkirk fan Saying it's the last game of the season For Falkirk today Not sure if the manager will survive this You think so? Really? Getting to the semi-final as well Playoffs I think Look I like John I think he does a good job I think he plays attractive football I'd be very surprised at that Would you? Yeah Do you know I had the potential That fixture had the potential To go that way though The way Airdrie Under Rhys McCabe Have been playing this season They can score Barrel load of goals against anybody. Um, he, he's proved a, that way in this he's a managerial talent in the making. Reese yeah. McCabe. But I, I took him to Breakin Hugh and he was over in Ireland playing, so I signed him for Breakin and he, he played his debut. I put him on, he was a sub, I put him on. Anyway, we're drawn the game. Put him on just three minutes. Must have field. been one minute into the game. Right. <laughs> 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 one minute by three, there's, I decided. Something on. like ten minutes to go, three <laughs> midfield. So the ball hurt. comes out to the right back of the opposition and he, Ponders across anyway Guy goes down the wing Cross it in We get beat And he's, his debut's just in the door And I have to have a go at him Of course And he He was Lively A lively encounter uh-huh. And I'm thinking Alright I would rather that though Than Somebody that just sat there Retiring He's obviously had a good career behind him But I got the impression With the way he spoke in the dressing room The way he kind of commanded that dressing room That was what Two Three years ago it was going to go on to But I didn't think it'd be that soon He's done a terrific yeah, job Still but, playing as well But, but why John McGlynn's job Might be in jeopardy A volatile football club Falkirk You know They, they get rid of boardroom members uh, Gary Holt was there They get rid of him uh, More brought him back in In the first place Yeah But It's a volatile football club I would stick with John For another season I would I think I would give him another opportunity uh, Anyway, before we move really into half-time territory and In fact, we're about to Just final thoughts on what you heard from Michael Beale We'll do Ange Postacoglu a bit later And look, the open line will be here at five It's just so busy with these five games And the three uh, o'clock I, I games would, I would sum it up by saying Deadly accurate And a composed summary I would agree with that I think he, he got it spot on I think he has to take credit for today with the way he played I mentioned early on about the two centre forwards how they press Celtic centre half from the outside they mentioned that also in Cantwell in the middle it was by design and it's not Michael Beale's fault Celtic didn't take their chances but Rangers his Rangers side showed energy and took their chances yeah, don't forget to give us a call on the open line and let us know your thoughts Rangers fans it's just three points says Michael Beale no, no more than that what did you take away from today let's round this off Hugh shall we uh, yep the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online since season 2021-22 six players have scored in a league game against Celtic and Rangers in the same season they are Kevin Van Veen Mark O'Hara Josh Campbell Jonah Ayunga Christian Ramirez and now in Italy Lewis Ferguson Lewis Ferguson well done if you got them all right that was clearly a tricky one because it wasn't there weren't that many I mean Aaron Cox got all the right answers but not on one tweet 
And they also had a You know But he just about he, he takes third place by default Second place Ian Guthrie Well done Ian And Barry RFC 1972 Is the winner Well done to you Barry And we'll have a Who am I later on In the show How did you two fare Four. in here? <laughs> Four did we? No Four. three 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 we got Van oh, Vena Hamilton Aki's Hamilton Aki's are three Two up against Aloha oh. Dario Zanata Were level in the tie And Aloha are going to face Second 45 minutes when it's 4-2 They've just taken the lead Andy what? Winter And Dario Zanata Have done the quick fire double Twice So they've both got two They both did it in quick succession On two separate occasions And Aki's are now In the driving seat In that one Incredibly That's the drama You say early goals You, you label it unprofessional yeah. Which I disagree with I think that there though Is a sign of Be not unprofessional You lose a goal You switch off You've not regrouped You lose another one Then you go and do it A second time Whoa, Question marks there Over the other players Incredible Absolutely incredible Well done to the Aki's So far But you see If I was a teacher At your son's school I would agree with me <laughs> <laughs> ah, They do love you They do love you Hugh uh, Right We're waiting on half time whistles We can't be too far away One minute added on At Pataudry And McDermott Four at Tanadice, Which has certainly been the Liveliest of the games <coughs> so far No added time In Fraser Wishart's game Which might tell you its own story <laughs> We'll go there and hear from him uh, In the not too distant future as well So I expect him to be first No, Dave Galloway is in first Aberdeen Hibs It's at half time, Dave Yeah, half time Aberdeen nil, Hibs nil. Hibs made a, a very bright start And took a grip of play Nisbet connected with Cadden's cross But shot straight at Ruse Then Newell headed Campbell's cross wide. Aberdeen were posing little threat as the visitors had a go with the hosts having to defend very well indeed. And Nisbet fed Ewan on the left-hand side and his drive from a tight angle was beaten away by Roos and Ewan's header was deflected over after Cadden's ball in. The inrushing Nisbet couldn't get Ewan's cut back on target and his half-time beckoned and Nisbet curled one, a cheeky one, just past the far post with the outside of his foot. But the Dons against the run of play almost with the last uh, kick of the half. They went so close. Coulson let fly from just inside the box and it just and no more missed the target. At half-time, Aberdeen nil, Hibs nil. It is also half-time in some of the other games already. I think Fraser Wishart's game has reached the interval, Fraser. Yeah, thankfully reached the interval, Gordon, because to be honest with you, it's been a really poor first half, goalless, nervy, very scrappy, <clears throat> and either side really looking like scoring. I'm not sure who's the more nervous, the Kelly players on the field of play or the fans in the stand, because from the start of the game, the Kelly fans have been animated, getting at their players for even the most smallest of things, for example, being Liam Donnelly. He had no options to pass the ball forward to, and he turned to pass it back to his goalkeeper from just inside his own half, and they jumped on in his back. So certainly the Kelly fans know the importance of this game. Really nervy start by the Kelly on the park. The fans were really quiet at the start. They only came to life when Liam Donnelly passed that ball back to his goalkeeper from inside his own half. But lots of mistakes on the ball by both sides. Poor passing, just long balls, and 16 minutes before either side was even near the opposition's goal. It was a great chance for Kumar. It's a long ball, lovely head flick by Christian Dodge. Now, Kyle Vassell was through 1-1 one one with the goalkeeper but it was on his weaker right foot he didn't really feel he was ever going to score he didn't look as if he had that conviction George was off his line quickly to block the shot but Vassell really should have scored from there Armstrong then set up Vassell this time did really well good touch turned 20 yards out hit the ball well 
but unfortunately for him it was straight at Shamal George. First effort for Libya came in 25 minutes, it was a newly 25 yarder, a yard wide, but other than that, very little from Livingston in an attacking sense. But Kelly began to get a grip of the game, a lovely back heel flick from Vassell, floated to the back post and young David Watson showed real bravery, threw himself at the ball through three or four defenders, got his head to it and powered the header for eight yards, but it was a really good save by George on his line. After that, flurry of chances, game drifted back to the poor level at the start, both teams giving the ball away, taking the easy option, just hitting long balls and trying to play through the midfield. Kelly fans off their seats again and again at their own play. Leave the referee got it as he walked off at half time I'm not sure what for because there's been nothing of any controversy for David Rowe to make any decisions again no further chances in the game and it might just be one of these games where one goal will win it it's here for Kelly to take it if he can just show a bit more composure in the final third and perhaps just take it a bit more brave on the ball and pass it rather than going back to front at all times half time at Rugby Park come on up Neil Livingston nil. huge game at Tannadice it's half time there Roger Hanna yeah, and it's the United one, Ross County one at the break, Gordon. If this was supposed to be tense, anxious and fraught relegation zone six-pointer, then nobody told the players because there's been some terrific attacking football and no shortage of controversy in this opening half at Tannadice. It started with an opening goal after just 37 seconds. Ross County on the front foot from the kick-off. They won a corner on the right. Josh Sims delivered it beyond the far post. Big Jack Baldwin up, nodded it back across goal. And here was Jordan White to head home from point-blank range. United responded immediately to Loi Kaina, who's been absolutely terrific, stepping out from the back three and joining the attack. He had a swashbuckling run after a pass by John Hartz. He got round the last defender, but then lost all composure and lacked a shot over the bar. Stephen Fletcher then had a double chance in 17 minutes. His first effort blocked by Conor Randall the second. Pushed out by goalkeeper Ross Laidlaw. But United stayed on the front foot as he's Behage's cross in 21 minutes. Headed out just a yard or two out from goal by Baldwin before Fletcher could pounce. And then the controversy and the equaliser. United again in attack in 24 minutes. The ball cleared out for a corner. Referee John Beaton gave the corner and then barred. Stephen Kirkland directed him to the pitch side screen for a penalty check. They decided it was a handball. The ball seemingly hitting Josh Sims on the arm or hand on the way out for the corner. Jamie McGrath was very few more secure from 12 yards in the Premiership and he sent Laidlaw the wrong way for his fourth goal in five games and a crucial equaliser for Jim Goodwin's hosts. United then pushed to take a lead Aina breaking clear again and teeing up 17-year-old Rory McLeod for a shot that was held by Laidlaw. Craig Sibbald next to be thwarted by county keeper Laidlaw after 38 minutes. This time from a 25-yard right foot drive it was pushed out but County they're still very much in the game Alex Samuel looking a threat up front alongside White he was actually booked as the game went into four minutes of added time he fouled United keeper Mark Berigiti he came off worse in the challenge had lengthy treatment and when he eventually got up he was booked for referee beaten for the foul it's been that kind of game plenty of excitement then D United won Ross County won and during that there was another goal in Paisley which way did it go Gabriel? It went to St Mirren, Gordon, and you have to say it has been deserved. 2-0 to the hosts against Hearts at the break. Captain Joe Shaughnessy's well-taken volley giving them a deserved advantage before Ryan Strain's free kick just before the whistle there, doubling it. It was a great start to the game here. Both sides looked up for it at a packed-out sunny stadium. Feisty tackles early on, but there were few chances. Centre-halves from both teams were shown yellows within 20 minutes. There were four players in the book already, but then St Mirren started to turn the screw. The first decent chance fell to Alex Grieve. He thought he was in, but an excellent last-ditch bot from Toby Civic stopped the ball flying into the net. And the Saints did 
did have the ball across the line after half an hour. It was Alex Gogic who eventually knocked it in from a wide free kick, but it was instantly flagged up for offside, and the referee held it up after consulting the video assistant referee. And it had been coming when Shaughnessy finally fired the hosts in front. It was an in-swinging left-footed Scott Tanzer corner, headed back across by Gogic and hammered in by the skipper. And the Saints then nearly doubled their advantage in the 43rd minute, Grief beat the offside trap again. He slipped it through to Curtis Wayne, who hit it cross goal first time. A good save from Xander Clark to keep it out. But then it was to just at the death there. A bad foul from James Hill on Mark O'Hara on the left-hand side of the edge of the box. O'Hara down from it, but he got up, and Ryan Strain was standing over the ball. We've seen him do it several times this season, and it was a beautiful free kick just over the jumping defenders into the bottom corner. Nothing Xander Clark could do and the Saints firmly in control it's been a great watch and St Mirren's European dream looks well and alive hearts have had nothing in terms of chances and have it all to do in the second half half time here St Mirren 2 hearts nil what about McDermott Park David Friel half time Gordon St Johnson nil Motherwell nil we did wonder how much was at stake here especially for Motherwell I'll be honest it hasn't been a classic so far it did liven up towards the break but does have that end of season feel too St Johnson will probably believe they've edged it in possession and pressure but hasn't been much in it at all neither goalkeeper has been overly busy although Kevin Van Dien did have a goal ruled out for offside St Johnson started better Graham Carey fired over the bar Dan Dean, he's such a big player for Mullerwell, he's quiet for the first 25 minutes, then burst to life when he fired over the bar as well. Dan Casey's low shot was held by St. Johnson keeper Remy Matthews after that. Carey up the other end, he fired over from a decent position, there's a theme here, poor finishing. In 32 minutes, Van Dean thought he'd made it eight goals in a row, only be halted by that offside flag. Stephen O'Donnell has played a really nice pass to put him through, he rounded Matthews, but he was offside. Carey had another shot after a well-worked corner, that was saved by Liam Kelly this time. But it's all been very even so far, not enough quality in the final third and hopefully there's better to come in the second half. Half times in Johnson nil, Motherwell nil. I think we've been everywhere, have we? We're up to speed on the halftime picture. We'll give you a full round-up of the halftime scores next. The winning team, all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.